0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Column, last day of Shabbos, the letter was written by Rabbi de the chief rabbinate of Israel. It was signed by Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, the Rishon Lutzion, and Rabbi David Lel, the Rabb of the Ashkenazi. There was a point in that letter. It was the 11th one. I'll read it to you. Yure simcha, simcha events, events of simcha of joy, kagon chasmut, weddings, chatunot. Pritmi LaKudome. kodome. I am going to assume here this would also include bar mitzvahs. Ye shla sotam ba metronot It should be done in this most restricted fashion possible. Kefi horot pikud a Now, this obviously was not talking about Shabbos. Because it's talking about a wedding. So in other words, basically, from last year of Shabbos, continuing here, because they knew, of course, of the weddings that were going to be scheduled for Rosh if they should be done, they should be done in a very small fashion. The guest list should be paired, the event should be small. And the reason for this was not what perhaps I would have thought, which had to do with the idea that when there's a ace, as soil as the letter clearly states, an ace soil that we haven't seen, like its likes, similar to what the Gemara says, that that a person should even engage in the most basic aspects of, of, of sensuality and pleasure when people are suffering. No, this was really about the horot pikud Olrif. The pikud Olrif was a term I wasn't familiar with. It translates as the home front. But It's interesting, again, where this term comes from. Now I'm, I'm totally speculating here, but I think the orif, of course, is the back of the neck. The pikut, of course, is the commands. Now, that's the front or the back. What the idea, of course, is, is that though essentially the guardians are standing with their backs to us, with their faces towards the enemy, there's also the pikuda orif. There's also the commands behind them. It's actually the commands from behind. Yes, of course, these are the ones that are waging the war, but they also have the great responsibility for the communities that they're trying to protect, that only see the oref, so much of the generals. And of course, the idea, of course, is is that when there are these large gatherings, a large gathering where perhaps people aren't as careful, or people don't necessarily take the precautions they usually do, where events lead to a lack of Shmira, that is where those events can become a target. And that is why they are saying that these events should be curtailed. So it's interesting, as I spent last Shabbat, last Shabbos, in Ramat Beit Shemesh Gimel. Again, Ramat Beit Shemesh is its own unique type of community. I talked about it last year when I I visited there for the first time. Each one of the letters really not only means a community whose names of the streets represent either Nevi'im or rivers or something, but also different, I guess, strands or types of Jews who would gravitate towards that place. Ramat Shemesh Awith has a more American flavor, or perhaps Anglo flavor. It was well, it was the first one of the Ramat Pichesh, and even the people that are able to find places there are somewhat, we would say, a little more liberal and broad-minded. Bet is known to be the ones that are the fighters for Khal Yisrael, the ones who are fighters for Shemira Sein the ones who have who are trying to make sure that there is no intrusion of any any schmutz from the outside world and will fight and spit against it. Rabbi Shemesh Gimel, where my son lives, is a place that is Haredi. It's a place that is very much, uh, has a lot of Beneteirah, Sfarim, and ben Ashkenazim mixed together Ethiopian Jews. There is a little bit of an element there that my son is a part of the Ashkenazi show, where they have a Haredi show, look, but they understand that what's important is perhaps to push a good percentage of the Haredi populace to a work type of environment, where they're open to the fact that people are going to work and people are going to be contributing uh, in a major economic way. And perhaps that is something that maybe Shemesh Kimel shares with Shemesh Cheshemishaluf, but can do it in a way that it's sort of like hidden under the levush of Haredi. The reason I'm telling you this is because it was at such a minyan that my son David on Shabbos morning and he told Dad, he says, "We're going to go to that minyan." Usually, my son likes to go to Ashkom minyan on Shabbos morning, which gives him the maximum time to act as the helpmate for. His five wonderful children give him the maximum time to be able to to prepare the meals and to do all the things that good fathers have to do. But this Shabbos he was going to go to this eight thirty minion at this shul, but the shul it really was not. The shul was housed in a what they call a seminar, which is really a high school. The name of the shul or the name of this kodesh minion is called Hechal Hatfila. And my son tells me that, again, it's people of somewhat like-minded. Most of them are either have an American bent, have American parents, and they gather in the top floor of this high school. Well, I'm on my way. My grandchildren, one on each hand, one of them pointing out each car that's, of course, parked and not moving, and what brand it is. Oh, this is a Kia. This is a Peugeot. This is a Nissan, right? even though I'm not sure if they actually read the English words or not, but they're all aware of all the different types of cars, and this is an electric car, and we're walking. And as we circle around towards the seminar, this high school, um, we take these circuitous steps. And I notice as I'm climbing up the steps to the third floor, all the sismo, all the things that you see in girls' high schools all over um, in North America and throughout the world, all these statements be positive, chaveyotovot, uh, chaveyotovot, midotovot, all these little statements on every step. Positive, support, lack of cynicism, openness, chesed. It's wonderful walking up all these steps. Of course, the problem is is that by the time we've gotten there, the tzibur is already deep, deep into chasar as In fact, they are engaged in a sort of a choir-like singing of the kedusha. Well, unlike one of the huge shuls that have multiple entrances here, you sort of have to enter from the front. So in somewhat of an embarrassed fashion, I enter from the front by the ordination Kodesh and um, I'm ushered to a seat right behind the Omut. The problem, of course, here is, is that I've just bar- barely davened just enough to be able to, to take my piece of Rogaline coffee in the morning. I still have the daven and shachris, but here we are in Hazor's Hashats. Well, again, I'm not going to make a, there is no side room. There is no other room to go to. I'm sitting there, standing there, and I'm going to listen to the rest of Hazor's But When is my davening going to take place? Well, <laughs> well, as soon as the Khazar Sashat is over, I turn towards my Psuki Zimra. And I figure, okay, um, I'll try my best to somehow by the time Muslim comes to have done my Shmainasari of Shachris in a way that it doesn't necessarily indicate that I have come so late and I haven't opened chakras yet. Well, this was not going to be so easy. And the reason was was because I wasn't going to do my do my too during the Kriya Now, remember, it's a bar mitzvah, but it's interesting that, unlike in many places in America, including very yeshiva places, the bar mitzvah boy has prepared and he's going to get up there and do the whole leaning. This is not the case here. Although I didn't understand that at first, the person who approached the umud was very confident. I said, "Well, I thought, well, this is the bar mitzvah boy," and indeed. When he began reading Parshas Veracious, and I was somehow in the middle of Psuketes in Brazil, I saw that he was reading with a great fluency. And I wondered was, he, was this the Barbados boy? Boy, was he good. And it started swirling in my head. This boy, he can't be too much. Was he just 13? And here he's reading the Psukim, that of course are the building blocks of Jewish philosophy. the It's the hardest, safer, perhaps, in the Torah terms, to really understand its full depth. But even on a simple level, I'm starting to wonder. And the events of the last week, especially last Shabbos before, are swirling in my head as this boy is reading. Where are you, man? I heard your voice. I heard your voice in this gun that I had been placed in. I was afraid. I was naked. I was hiding. I was thinking again of those Jews who had been in those places. They had turned into a gun, a gun that, there was, that was sending fruits and vegetables and they were tending them. And here they were hiding. Of course, I didn't think that that boy was thinking about that. Somehow I was. And then the next while, Now, who is this nohosh? The nohosh, of course, the Nochosh is is a being that we can't fathom. The nohosh, the nohosh, the somehow the aspect of evil that inhabits human beings. I'm thinking, where did we see this evil in its greatest manifestation in our lifetime? It was last Shabbos. Once again, I'm thinking about that, what God says, this evil is, is cursed in the worst way. I'm thinking about the battle, the battle that is about to ensue between good and evil, crushing the Nokosh, but yet the Nohosh would somehow be able to overturn man, somehow to be able to get his heel, those terrorists, the terrorists to Shupenu Akev. And then as I by that time, I had asked and I discovered that the boy was not the Mitzvah boy. I was wondering again, are they does the Cebur not have a Balkriya? Why do they have a 13 or 14 year old boy be reading it? What is he reading? Does he know about death? Does he know the pastik that the says in the Tairat Shuv Adomo? He offer offer of what death means. Does he comprehend what murder is? They understand. Yes. About by el Where is this human being that you share? So, so DNA. Yes. Yes. The bnei Yisroel, the bnei Avram, asking, "More sees a cold mayochichot so you came alive Adomo." Once again, who is Oror then? Are we Oror? Oratim in Adomasher potzer so aspi makachas is mayochichav yadera. And as the parshas went on, could he really understand the subtlety of the story of Lechem and his wives? Lechem says to his wives, "Ki isharakti mefiitzi." I killed a man, I killed a man, I killed a child. And they comprehend what does it mean when Sadiqim died, that great people, soldiers, children, Hanayich was a child in terms of his age when he died compared to the rest of the world. God took him away from this spoke who only made one mistake in the parsha, understand Could you understand the idea the rampant basic rape of women well, they called up the, the, the bar mitzvah boy I found out it was actually bigger than this other boy really a giant of a 13 year old to read the maftir again, it was in the maftir That's what people are. People, human beings, they are planning evil all day. God regrets that he made humanity. Well, of course, (laughs) by this time, these were the thoughts I was having in... In between while I'm hearing the laning, and I'm just wondering the the anomaly of what what is going on, it's an anomaly. Well, by that time I'd gotten up to shmone and the boy had finished his aliyah. I could start my shmone now, because I could stand up, because everyone was standing up. They were throwing candy, and they were singing the nigun that I, I heard for the first time when I was in yeshiva and some of the so many years ago, a nigga that was usually sang for the or the host and Gracious. I'm going to sing a little bit of it. It's probably it's very well known. Nine, 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 nine Yum bum bum, takes bum bum, minute. bum <laughs> bum, was bum bum, bam bum 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 bum, bum 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 bum, bum 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 bum, high bum 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 bum, bum bum bum, so, Of course, I was singing <laughs> because I could get away with it and stand up. But as I was singing it, singing it, singing the Shema Yesterday, it made sense to me. And it was not a, was it Mitzumzim? Was it Betrina Mitzumzemes? Was this Bar Mitzvah? They invite blessed people. It was quite crowded up in that room. But there was something about the simcha of this boy, this boy Yohannes, this aliyah. This in these last words, this the chizak that was given to The professional kid who they who was leaning it before stepped out of the limelight. The candies were being thrown, singing and singing. The grandfather who had made Aliyah two weeks ago from South Africa to join Kaliasol was 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 being hugged and this being pat on the back. Again I was trying to concentrate, but the words were coming out of their mouth and somehow the fact that those psuki which which were talking about death and human frailty and the curse of humanity somehow started to fade away there was a simcha of Yisrael, of somehow our purpose that that could be expressed in simcha, the simcha of, of the psukim, the simcha of, of the t'viva. And it went on, this again, the refrain went on enough for me to finish the Shemanez, chay, singing, singing every word of it, and somehow getting an answer or some sort of sense of Calm, the simcha that Ka'ishel takes in God's role for them, the world, to correct the world, to change the world, to recognize evil. And it's there since the inception of mankind and to realize what the Torah can do for it. And as this Yoynuson, who didn't lane the parasha, only the maftir, but he did lane the maftir very well. And of course, Yoynuson, lane about bad Yoynusen. He leaned about what it means, what it means to be a friend, what it means to give up, what it means to sacrifice. The love of the Yodinus and for David, the last word, saying, here's v'sholot, asher nishvanu the most selfless of, of characters in Tanakh. The one who loves another person and basically allows for the ascension of his best friend as a melech, whereas, of course, everything would have pointed to him. He didn't have the problems of Shaul, but he understood from his relationship to David a melech, and he understood that David would be the melech, and he was ready to serve him in that way. David and is what an incredible to feel about the connection and sacrifice, the love and interconnectedness that we have for each other. Perhaps in kamus, but not necessarily in Eichus. As I returned back to Yerushalayim tonight, there was a a wedding. It was a a number of uh, from Gush, the boys from the Gush. And it turned out that the the GPS that took me from Ramat Bechemesh to Yerushalayim didn't take me the usual way. Those of you that know from 38 to, to the main highway three, but it actually took me to on 375, which is a mountainous road. Maybe it's a shortcut, but it goes through some Arab villages, takes you basically in over the green line, and it takes you to it takes you to the infamous Route 60. The route that, of course, takes you to Chevron, to And for some reason, that was the road I was on. And I noticed in the, as, as we were going to the, uh, the, the Mahzom, as you know the, the, the checkpoint going into Yerushalayim proper, there were a number of, of, of yeshiva-looking Chevron that were not only next to me in cars, but also they followed me on the same route that I had to the hotel because it turned out, but tonight one of the uh the Bokrim from Gushutsio, the premier Hester Yeshiva, was getting married that night. Bokhrim and and Rabbein from Yeshiva were there here tonight. And I I would actually we were actually it was actually part of that caravan of those cars coming to the Plaza Hotel. And I was able to be mishtatev and see beautiful wedding with such simacha, with such sense of of resolve, happiness, choson and kala. And the song that they sang to them was not you know, just Oiz shoma, but they sang as they were bringing them down to the Yichud room, that The continuation of Jewish life, marriage, coming together coming to be Misameyach. and this all of course was done in, in, in the refugee center where people from all over Eretz Yisrael had been and they joined in this promenade of the Chasna as well when they were coming from the Chopa they passed by a room I don't know if they looked in there but that room was a room that has been, been filled Consistently clothes. I mentioned in one of the other programs about the clothes that were given from the city of the Devot. In all the hotels throughout Eretz Yisrael, where the refugees are, bags and bags of clothes for people are being contributed. The ones who had to escape their homes, whose homes were ruined, couldn't take more than a suitcase or two. And here they were picking out clothes. It was beautiful. After the Yichud room dance was over, I walked back upstairs and I peeked into there and saw children, not only picking out clothes, but finding things that had been given to them out of their hearts and monies of Qal Yisrael all over. Yes. But the tikkun, look at the tikkun of what that there is done. Sing that song. <speaking in Hebrew> thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you liked what you heard if you did please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community until next time Shalom